Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, sports fans? Thanks for tuning in to some Untapped Keg Sports, part of the Believe Podcast Network. Today, we are brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Again, that promo code is NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to bet responsibly. We're also brought and, to you by. Yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, brought to you, uh, sponsored by all of the above guys. Balance seven. So again, you guys, balance seven. Sounds like Lamar Odom is thinking about coming back playing some basketball over in Spain with his good friend, Paul Gasol. And I mean, honestly, he's been taking the product, you guys, and he loves it, Balance 7, because what you get from this product is it's pH balancing, which is extremely important, alkaline supplement drink. It's like your vitamins or your supplements, literally in liquid form. Here's the beauty about this stuff, man. When I was playing, the deal is obviously water is extremely important. We know that you need your water, but sometimes you guys water is not what your body needs in that moment. Sometimes it needs those electrolytes. It needs those vitamins. It needs those supplements to help you push through that third quarter, fourth quarter. So check out this Balance 7. You can see how Balance 7 has helped. And right now, if you go to balance7.com and use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, you'll get $10 off their 32-ounce bottle. Again, you'll get $10 off their 32-ounce bottle. The bottle lasts 11 days, which is the perfect amount of time to feel the pH balancing drink literally go to work. Again, that's balance7.com and use the code believe at checkout, B-L-E-A-V at checkout. I did. I most definitely did. If if it did, if it worked for him, it could work for you too. It's working for me. So you guys go check that out. Once Not again, get thank you for tapping into some <laughs> untapped keg sports. I'm RJ Zimmerman here with my good friend Monte Ball, and we're gonna get into it here real quick. But how are you doing, big guy? Ah, good. Energetic Friday. Come on, woke up Friday. Started listening to some music, feeling good. Um, I'm 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 good, man. I mean, come on, man. We're in the heart of football. I mean, it's 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 go time, baby. There's no time for sleep, all of the above. But all in all, I'm doing very well. How about yourself? You know, I'm I'm excellent. Uh, can't complain. In the you know new place, Virgin, we're in Virginia. We're just uh, 
taking it day by day, taking care of the kids, having a lot of fun with them. Um, I, I, you know what though? Uh, what well, one thing that we said last week about that game versus Eastern Michigan, <clears throat> going right into Badger football talk. We said we weren't going to learn anything from that game, and I believe that that is true. Uh, what do you believe? Yeah, yeah learned. Uh, I mean, you know, kudos to Eastern Michigan. Um, we understand, obviously, scheduling those games. Eastern Michigan gets a check, um, and obviously our players get get some clock, second string and third string. Um, not much was learned, though, not really at all, um, other than Isaac's got track speed. Um, again, that's that's Garendo. Um, he's got some track speed. Um, Berger, Berger was looking decent as well too, uh, for sure. Uh, but again, we didn't really learn nothing new. Um, but that's also still good just to get that W. Then come into a bye week and then prep for Notre Dame. But again, just a fluff game. Glad these boys went home with the W. But uh, obviously, we were facing we're facing a Notre Dame team that. On paper, they seem good, but they did struggle there in their first two games. They almost lost to Toledo. Both of their two wins are barely, barely wins. So this is going to be a good game in Soldier Field, man. I, I really think it is. The only way it's going to be a good game is if uh, they can keep their composure. I think it's frustrating when you watch uh, the way that they play and the way that they call a game because you almost have to be perfect the way that they call a game. I don't feel like the offensive line dominated like they should have, right? Um, Didn't learn anything. I mean, Jalen, I'll say this, okay. Chez looks really, really good. Jalen Berger looks different. When you watch the two run, there's just a little bit of difference in that athleticism from uh, Jalen Berger to Chez Malusi. And so I want to see a little bit more Berger than what we, even what we saw in the last game. Um, I honestly am worried about this offensive line. Um, uh, it just it they will not hold up. Come the big boys, come Ooh. you get you get three, Iowa. Yeah, you get three defensive rushers <laughs> in there that can rotate and stay fresh. They're in trouble. This offensive Iowa. line is in big trouble. Um, you know, starting at left tackle like. Uh, hopefully they can get a little bit better and they get woken up a little bit. Uh, maybe some of the dirty plays that they say they had in the Eastern Michigan game will wake them up to, uh, you know, this is this is real big-time football. But mm-hmm. I'm just – I'm still not convinced. I love seeing some of the throws that you see. You see pro right. football throws from the quarterback. But I honestly um, – it just – I want to You're see them sold. open it up a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I want absolutely. To see them open that offense up. Jet sweep. Look at what you get from you know Isaac. You get him on the outside. Why are you running him up the middle constantly if you have that you kind of speed running to backs. get to the outside? We remember what happens when you utilize all three running backs. When you have three running backs that can tote the rock, that can run, that hit the hole with some speed and and, and play some darn good football. We need to utilize all three, and hopefully that's what we're going to do. I think you had a really good take there talking about just obviously the offensive line. Obviously, none of that's going to happen if the offensive line doesn't get their stuff straightened out. Uh, it just seems to me that it's just very slow, and it just seems like they're thinking too much. It's it's, it's just not natural to me. I, and I don't know what that means, but 
just for me watching the O-line, I, I need to see some fluidity. I need to see some confidence. I need to see some some less thinking. You know, just just just, just do your assignment, crush, run through the folks, and just trust that the running back is going to make the right read. Um, that's just not what I'm seeing. And granted, yeah, two games, one really good team that we played, Penn State. Um, they're always great with their front front seven. So that's a challenge right off the bat, first game of the season. But Eastern Michigan, we needed to see more um, in, 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 in that aspect, with that aspect, that being the offensive line. But granted, we did see the running backs do well. Mertz managed well. We just need for them to really step it up and become just a more confident team going into Soldier Field. And then even after that, as we stated, Iowa, um, Minnesota. I mean, those two teams right there. The way that we're playing right now, we're not going to make it past those two teams. That's a fact. I don't even know I mean, if this those, those are later in Nebraska. The, yeah, say those two games are a little later because after after Notre Dame is uh, Michigan home game. Again, Michigan's always a toss up. It depends on what side of the bed they woke up on or wake up on. Um, but still, can't just you know automatically believe you're going to just cakewalk through Michigan. This team just needs to be. More flashy, and I'm just going to get straight into it, man. I, I've been a little hesitant um, for personal reasons, from emotions, obviously, because I, I, I like Coach Chris as a man. Um, and I like him as a coach as well, too, but I'm just going to put my emotions to the side and obviously just call a spade a spade. Um, I give it two more games. Two more games, and if I'm still seeing this, if we're still seeing this real slow basic route trees, play action plays that really aren't working. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a decision made up top. There has to be. Um, Not saying obviously fire him mid season. That's a bit aggressive, but I think there needs to be a little bit of fire put under him. He needs to feel like he's sitting in the sec, you know, coaching chair where it's day one. You're on the hot seat in the sec. That needs to happen. Needs to. (laughs) <laughs> you have a quarterback with a good arm. The decision making, um, the reads maybe aren't where they need to be. You haven't seen too many downfield passes. Um no. and when you do, it's like the primary read is the guy going way downfield. Right. I just right. I I agree. Like you cannot win with a vanilla offense. Like you should have seen some more uh exotic looks, and you could say well, we don't want to put that on film for the next few games, but that's yeah. not a college way of thinking. Like you need <laughs> no. to see that at game speed. Like you do. You know, we're not talking an NFL team that has played together for like, you know, the most the key players have played together for like five or six years. No. Like this team needs to practice at game speed. And Absolutely. you should have as soon as you got up like you did on Eastern Michigan, you should have used it for some of your you know, your jet sweep looks, your motions. I'm going to say it again, there. and this goes to coaching. <laughs> you have somebody with the speed like Garendo, and you keep pounding the middle with him, you have a problem from your game planning standpoint if you're going to do that. You are not putting him in a position to win. You're not putting him in a position to utilize his strengths. Exactly. Like, what are you, what exactly. are you doing? Exactly. And that's what we did. Uh, And again, I keep referencing back to, you know, my sophomore, junior year, because 
granted, we, we had a darn good quarterback in 2011, that being Russell Wilson. But let's go ahead and take him out the equation. We still ran, obviously, prior to him even showing up, that being my sophomore year, we ran this kind of three-trick pony backfield where we had the speedster doing the jet sweep. Obviously, my junior year, Melvin Gordon on the jet sweep, you had to honor his speed. The defense had to honor his speed. And all the running back needed in the backfield was just for them to lock in on Melvin for just one second. And that's it. That's all it takes for that hole to open up and for you to hit the crease and be gone. They need to utilize that. Put Garendo on those jet sweeps. Fake it to him. Give it to him. Do that. It's called a pony offense. Pony package. Three running backs. Utilize them. I think that if this team did that, I'm telling you, this would be a completely different, completely different office. Because here's the thing. When you look around the Big Ten Conference... Why is it that every single team has adjusted with the game of football? It's changing. It's evolving. It's yeah, different now. It but is. Wisconsin seems to be the last one at the party. Seems like we didn't get the memo. We have to adjust with the game. And I'm not just talking about in-game. I'm talking about with the actual game of football. Right. It is adjusting. It's evolving. And we're, we're, we're not taking that step. And it's just putting your talented players in a position to utilize their strengths. It's Belichick. <laughs> that's that's what you have to do, especially at the college level, and you're just not doing it. Why aren't right. you running pitches? Like, you know, you're talking about the, the pony offense. Why don't you just – you can't hand the ball off very well. Why don't you just do a pitch? Is that I wonder, is that an issue too? Like, See, I want to know if it – issue there. Right, that's actually a good, good, good point. But I, I want to know if it's the offensive line. If they're, what if their hips are not too mobile? What if they're not great at getting out on the edge, pulling and getting out on the edge? Because usually you have two of them out there on a pitch. What if they're too slow? Um, that's the thing. I yeah. think here. I think the thing is, it's not all Mertz. We've we've obviously addressed that here on the podcast where we've stated can't put it all on Mertz. Because obviously we saw the mishaps with the offensive line. I think there's more there than we've even talked about or to where we even know. I think the offensive line, as you stated, RJ, um, maybe on air, maybe off, where you shared that this might be the worst offensive line in a very long time. In a very long time. And obviously having a a pretty poor offensive line, yeah, it's going to be difficult getting on the edge. It's going to be difficult, obviously, allowing for your quarterback to go through his reads because he doesn't feel too confident that he's going to have the time. Um, and then, obviously, we understand it's pretty obvious how that affects a running back. So something has to happen because I do not see us making it past Iowa. I do not see us making it past Michigan. I do not see us making it past um, Minnesota with the current play that we have now. We cannot say this team is really good after beating Eastern Michigan the way that they did. Hopefully no one's out there saying that we're really great after that. Well, we got to change something. And that, you know, that goes back to what we said, like, you're not going to learn anything about this team playing a team like Eastern Michigan. No. I'm, you know, kudos to Eastern Michigan. They hung in there for a little bit. I mean, the red zone offense is a problem, <laughs> right? That's a massive problem. That starts up front. Egregious. It's egregious. Um, but, <laughs> You were talking about Notre Dame, and maybe it's not going to be as good of a team as we thought at first. Let's right. put it into context. The um, This Notre Dame team, first week of the season, 
was taken to overtime by a Florida State team that lost to Jackson State. Exactly. Uh, that's that's something. That's something, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't even know. Uh, we know how else to put it, but that they're probably two evenly matched teams, and as much of a disappointment right. as we feel it is right now for Wisconsin, you know, you get a little bit of confidence, and a team that might be a little bit weak could make a run. So, uh, true, and I, I think too we can't we we. We can't ignore the fact that emotions come into play when you're talking about this 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 sport um, and, and other sports as well, where you get very emotional and that that those emotions can benefit you. Jack Cohn, of course, understanding what happened with him yes. at Wisconsin and them going with Mertz, we cannot ignore that. Yeah, Notre Dame on paper they look. They look decent, but if you watch the games and it's like, okay, this team working through some things because they're really not playing as well as they should be playing. But coming into this game, Jack Cohn, maybe a little pissed off still at the University of Wisconsin, um, X, Y, Z, what have you. He 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 may have this one had this one circled on his calendar. No, no, there's there's no may. We know he's had this circled right. on the calendar since he since he showed up uh, at Notre Dame. Can- <laughs> You know, it would be really interesting if we could get Jack Cohn to be um, honest in an interview and ask him the differences between being coached at Notre Dame compared to being coached from the quarterback position at Wisconsin. Because I'd like to know the difference because I have, I'm very skeptical of the coaching of the quarterbacks at Wisconsin. It's uh, Bud, uh, Bud, Bud Meyer. He came in, he was in my recruiting class. Um, John Bud Meyer. Um, you I probably remember him. Huh? I'd know that mm-hmm. name. Yeah, out of out of Illinois. And um, long story short, his career didn't go planned because of injuries. Um, but he's a he's very he's a student of the game. That's for sure. Uh, that is for sure. He was always a student of the game of notes, flashcards, early in meeting rooms, um, etc. Um, early out on the field, getting his throws in before practice and throws after practice. Um, but I'm not sure how that's trans translating into him being actually a quarterback coach. Um, that's a good point, man. Let's reach out to Cone. <laughs> right. Let's reach out to him. That's that's a good one though, because as we stated in our last show, it's 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 not like he's out there playing lights out football. But for me, watching Cone, his 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 posture seems different. He's letting it rip. He's yeah, letting he's it rip, more... which he very rarely did at Wisconsin. Yeah, he's more poised. He's more confident. It seems like he feels more free. Like, go out there, make mistakes. Make him at 100%, though. Just go play football. Have fun. It seems like in Wisconsin, just like you stated, this box. All right. You did that in high school. You're fast. You're great. You can sling it. But, okay, you chose to come here. This is how our quarterbacks play. It's not working, man. It's not working. It's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> and I really, I really hope that uh, we are sounding the alarm early, right? And uh, we'll be proved wrong in the long I run. I hope so too. Um, but yeah. I'm skeptical. I just want to say that I am skeptical <laughs> right now with what we're going to see, especially from a coaching staff that notoriously has problems mm. adjusting. Um, give me, mid, give me your game prediction, score prediction. What you got for Notre Dame? Mm-hmm. At Soldier Field, 
Notre Dame has been putting points up. Uh, averaging, what is it, about 30 points a game? Somewhere around there? 30-31? Yeah, and I think that the weakness for this team is obviously the secondary and on the defensive side. I think they're special up front. I really think that this defensive team is special up front. Wisconsin. Who are you talking about? Wisconsin? Wisconsin has some holes on defense. So, especially in the deep game. Um, Notre Dame has some really flashy receivers. Jim Leonard could possibly get that Solved to the point where they are very, um, they're fine back there, right? They're, they're, they can get it done. I still think, I'm going to say 34 to 10, Notre Dame. I think that, Ooh. I think the defense Ooh. gets caught trying to make some plays because it's the only way that they're going to win. And, uh, I, I see Notre Dame blowing Wisconsin out on this one because I think that offense is just not good at all. I know. I'm going to check the spread. I'm gonna check the spread right now. I bet you. Um, I bet you it's Notre just, Dame. Just, by just on Google. Four or five. Um, and again, with when we share, obviously the bet online who's sponsoring us. Again, you guys understand we are we are a makeshift podcast startup. Um, but we also obviously talk about sobriety and recovery. We do understand the importance of uh, prefacing that sponsor. Uh, or even afterwards, sharing that, you know, if you are struggling with gambling addiction, please reach out to us. Please reach out to the uh, Gambling Anonymous group, all of the above, because uh, we do understand that that can be a trigger. Um, so we do appreciate you guys being patient with us on that and, and understanding that we are just, uh, you know, trying to figure two, out two, two, two amateurs, right? two amateurs just trying to, trying to uh, you know, receive slight compensation for, for, it's what almost two years of work, but uh, keep going. I'm gonna look up this. Uh, I'm gonna look so, this spread up real quick. What What do you think the final score will be? While well, all right. So what I think is gonna happen is, and that what I think happened in the Penn State game, why mm-hmm. Wisconsin got beat over the top. You realize that your offense is having problems in moving the ball, so the defense has to try to compensate for that by trying to create a turnover. And when you get right. aggressive like that. You are vulnerable deep. You're not just vulnerable vulnerable deep. You're vulnerable over the middle, which is a big problem when you have athletes on the outside, which I believe that uh, Notre Dame has a lot better athletes on the outside than Wisconsin does as far as uh, I just I'm not this secondary scares me. I think there might be one person who is a baller over there, and I think that's about it. I think you. It's young, so there's some talent there that needs to be groomed a little bit, and I kind of wish that they would play their young talent a little bit more. Um, but, I mean, we'll see, ultimately. That's what it comes down to. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't find the spread, but that, that's not important. Um, I will go with... Mm. Yeah, it makes me a little nervous, man, our, our secondary and, and cones... Now comfortability in in throwing that deep ball because uh, Nelson's playing well, but he he's he's squatting a bit too much back there. Um, he he's squatting too much back there, and I've noticed that the past two weeks. And and if I'm capable of noticing that, you know dang well, Notre Dame is spotting that. Um, so hopefully that gets corrected. Hopefully they feel a little bit more comfortable back there. But at the current moment, right now, because there is no game, um, this weekend. That makes me a little nervous. It really, really does. Um, 
I, I have to give it to Notre Dame as well. Um, but I'm only going to give it to them by three. I'm only going to give it to them by three. Minus three for Notre Dame. Um, so my prediction is going to be a 2023 Notre Dame. And, and I hate that. You know I'm Bucky. You know I'm a Badger. Um, but my my honest take, because you know our listeners deserve our honest takes, I got Notre Dame by three. Yeah. Um, they seem to always figure out a way. And uh, yeah, it's only been two weeks, but that's all the info that we do have. And so, right now it seems like they, they do a great job of squeezing out a victory. <laughs> so the spread right now, which was preseason was calculated uh the only one i can find is wisconsin by three wisconsin is favored by three okay. yeah i think it's gonna be a close game man i think I, it's gonna be close i got i got notre dame by three but i could see it being close until the second half and that's when i think that you'll have a couple long touchdowns and then you have a late touchdown to absolutely seal it um so here's the thing we don't score fast we don't. We're not a. We're not a quick hitting team. Although we right. have the ability to, we got a guy right. who's running at track speed. You got a couple, right? Danny Davis, couple, actually. You know, Kendrick Pryor. You got Garendo. But, like you have the ability to do it. It's just a matter of not wanting to. And I don't know why yeah. that is. You got a defense like you do. That means take some shots. Rely on exactly. your defense. So. Yeah, we yeah. we we Penn State. We didn't score quick. Um, we can't. We we scored quick, obviously, against Eastern Michigan. But again, we that's 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 that. We all yep. understand what that is. So when we get down, I get a little nervous, and I think that Notre Dame is going to jump on top, and we're going to be playing catch up, and unfortunately lose by three. So with it being a bye week, I think that that's enough about Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to uh, you deleting your Twitter. You know, are you gonna have to? Did you delete your Twitter? What's going on there? I want to talk about this. What's the best? Of course, I did not. Of course, I did not. Yeah, against the Giants fans. So, I guys, listen. Obviously, RJ knows. I dude, I grew up a Broncos fan. Um, So, of course, I'm rooting for. I'm kind of transitioning into this now becoming a super fan. Um, You know, former (laughs) athletes. It takes. You know what I mean? It takes it takes former athletes some time because once you retire, it's like okay, I'm going to take a couple years off away from the game and 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 experience new stuff. But it's been five years, so now I'm like, I miss it. So I'm diving in headfirst back into it. become a super fan of the Broncos and you know, just rooting for my team. No disrespect, no nothing. I'm just saying, hey, they're going to go into New York and it's going to be a cakewalk. No disrespect to the fans or anything. I'm just rooting for my team. Giants fans attack me personally. Come at me, um, talking trash, and I was just, you know, rebuttaling back in a very respectful way. I'm not, I'm never taking personal jabs at folks. I'm just having healthy trash talk. Long story short, I then come back and say, "All right," because I had a bunch of Giants fans just cornering me, and I was like, "All right, this is on Twitter." So I'm like, "All right," you know, if if, <laughs> all right, Broncos, if you guys lose, I'm gonna have to delete my Twitter. Uh, but of course, we all understand what happened. Broncos did go into New York, did go into MetLife, and smacked, smacked those Giants. Uh, my take, my prediction was absolutely correct, and I had made a bunch of Giants fans eat crow. Um, so here's the deal, man. We're transitioning into the NFL. I'm biased, of course, but even removing that 
and removing my emotions, you obviously being a Packers fan, that Broncos defense is looking really good. And Chubb is not even in yet because he, he's a little banged up. That great. Yeah. Okay. The Giants. I get it. I mean, they're, they're not the best team, but that team, Von Miller is looking like he is back. Like Von Miller is looking strong. <laughs> he's looking very strong. Um, that team, dude, I'm telling you. And that, that offense, too. Like, don't sleep on Teddy Two Glove, man. <laughs> but and that's ahead. the thing. That's what the Broncos have been missing for a couple of years. They don't need the way that they constructed their offense. They don't need a quarterback to carry the load. No. You know, such Mm-mm. as Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mm-mm. Mahomes, even a Justin right. Herbert, Josh Allen. You just need someone competent who can get the ball out. And that's what you got in Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater yeah. showed it in New Orleans that if he has skill players, he could be a dang good quarterback. And he's underrated for what he did for that uh, Panthers team last year. So right. I I always liked that trade. I always thought he was a good fit. Um, I was surprised that Locke pushed him like he did. Um, you know, they kind of lived up to what I expected of them in that first week. I wasn't really surprised at what they did. I mean, Daniel right. Jones is the starting quarterback for the New York Giants. What do you think? He's actually he's not bad though. I don't understand what's going mm. on there. Obviously, they have mm. they have one of the best running backs in in the league at the current moment at, when he's healthy. That being Saquon Barkley, but and Sterling Shepard, obviously, you can't sleep on. So I don't. I guess it. I guess I guess they made it some is big Jones. moves. <laughs> they have a lot of they have a lot of skill position players that on paper should be really good, but. Um, I don't know. We'll see. So they go into Jacksonville. The Denver yes, Broncos they do. do this week. You tried it. You're, you know, trolling Tuesday. How many responses <laughs> did you get tweeting at the Jaguars? Did uh, you see that? Was it like two or three? I mean, they only got <laughs> enough fans for like, you know, a tenth of a stadium. Bro, you saw that too. I was, you know, I'm just, it's healthy trash talk, you guys. I'm not ever going to personally attack a fan i'm just healthy trash talk so all all i so all i tweeted out was just so dot 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 jacksonville lol and yeah i only got like three responses because they know what's gonna happen they know what's gonna happen um that team obviously they they're building they're building they're put they invested a significant amount obviously in trevor um and then they're building a team around it but right now currently the Broncos are on the rise, and Jacksonville is just waking up. Um, I don't even know so if they're I'm, waking up. <laughs> so it, it so it most definitely should be a similar similar game, actually. Um, yeah, similar. Now, here's the kicker, though. Trevor Lawrence, that is his first loss ever, pretty much. That That's counting high school. That's counting college and... In you know, a regular season, it's his first in a regular loss season, ever, yeah, in a regular yep. season, in a regular, correct, um, correct, in a regular season. So he may come back with the vengeance. Who knows? But this Broncos defense is is, is gonna it's, it's legit. Gonna tear, it tear is it legit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there are some players on the Jaguars' offense, but it's nothing that I think is gonna give the Broncos too much of fits. No, I didn't realize no. some of the moves that um, the Broncos made in their secondary, but like. My goodness, do they have talent everywhere told you. on that defense. I told you that. I, I said know. This, we got the best I don't secondary. Trust you when it comes to <laughs> talking about the Broncos. 
the best secondary in the league right now. It probably so, but, is. It probably is. Oh yeah, but let's go ahead and go to so those Packers. The spread, did they show so the up? Spread is the Broncos are favored by six. Do you think the Broncos okay. cover? Yeah, 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 yeah. So my initial prediction was by seventeen, and then this morning I had an interview with um, some Jacksonville folks, and I did, I, I did come a little modest. I did come a little modest because uh, I was like, all right, let me remove my emotions and, and just actually look at look at the uh, you know the teams here, and I gave them. I gave them by 10. Broncos by 10. Um, I took a score away. Um, but yeah, still, long story short, it's going to be a very definitive win um, by Denver. Look, the Broncos Absolutely. are going to have at least one pick six in this game. You heard it here first. It's going to be I can see that. by at least two touchdowns that. that they win this game. Uh, I hope. Melvin's I hope. probably going to rip off another long touchdown run. Did you see he had the fastest on-field time? Of any player last week? What did I tell you? What did I, I tell you pre? What did I tell you preseason? Bro. I literally, I said I've yeah. been watching his workouts and he looks a lot. His feet look way faster than they ever have. I literally yeah. remember saying that he's he did. he's he's ringing the bell, man. And he he knows where he's at in his career. He knows he's on his last contract, last year of his contract with Denver. So he's got a ball to to continue to play. Absolutely, and that was great to see as a fan from a fan perspective. That was great to see. So that's right. I th- I honestly think the Broncos are gonna win by yeah fourteen to twenty. They're gonna they're gonna it blow them out here. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. I want to hear this Packers man. Did the Packers get off, the, get off the plane? Did they get off the bus or the plane? Did they? Bay. Oh my gosh! Are you is Aaron Rodgers? Is Aaron Rodgers tanking? Is is this did his you, way of getting back? Did you <laughs> at the or- Did you watch a game at all? I actually didn't catch it. I didn't. Listen, if anybody puts this game on Aaron Rodgers, I don't take him seriously as an analyst. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> well, what do you there, mean? He missed He missed some throws, for sure. He threw two bad interceptions. He yes. didn't score. How does that? I don't know quarterback. Uh, <laughs> the offensive line <laughs> was a sieve. Uh, you oh, couldn't oh, run geez. the ball, period. You had two runs that were basically positive yards. That's it. And then you just... You threw the your defense. I don't know what was going on out there, but that defense was ugly. Like worse Kevin than King. ugly. It I mean Kevin I mean, King. I don't know how he's Kevin there's King. There's no way you can play him this week. I'm sorry. You can't. Kevin King. You, you can't. Offense um, scored a field goal, dude. That that's the offense was very bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, and yes, Aaron Rodgers has a little bit of responsibility in that. But when your receivers totally. are not getting open, where is he supposed to throw it? And then he doesn't even have enough time to get to his third look because he's sacked, right? Here's the thing. Oh, sorry. I keep getting off my bed. Keep well, going. <laughs> is it like, obviously everybody knows, like, I'm a Aaron Rodgers fan. But when you watch that game, and I've seen people watch it, like, who put comments on that watch that game, right. Aaron Rodgers only missed maybe three throws. That's it. Three throws. Like some some of these are just receivers making plays and receivers running crisp routes. And some of it is that offense was very vanilla. This was a lot of rust because they haven't played at all in the preseason. This is where the I, I'm not gonna play in the preseason comes back to bite you in that first game. Especially on the defensive side of the ball. Like that was the worst Packers defense I've seen since you know, Mike McCarthy. 
kind of wild. Know, Dom dude. Capers, like go back. Here's to the thing: I didn't. <laughs> here's the thing: I didn't watch the game, but I've I've heard enough takes. I've looked at the stats, and I'm like, uh, three throws is a pretty big deal, in my opinion, especially when if 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 you're losing. The, you 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 got to turn it around. You can't put the blame in the same situation as as obviously the Badgers. You 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 can't blame all on one player. That's just not reality. Um, but my question to you, RJ, is: Do you think Aaron Rodgers, which a lot of it wasn't his fault, but that outside noise that happened obviously prior to no. the season, him missing him missing OTAs, do you think it has a lot to do with timing? No. Um... I'm not missed three throws and receivers not getting open. Do you think that has something to do with timing? I'm that not, is not timing. That, that is not missing I think throws. It, I think it has more to do with the entire offense not playing together in game speed, right? In preseason, like yes, that could be it. It's not missing OTAs. You've had enough practice that your timing could be there, right? It's honestly no not being in game what? shape. This offense and this defense were not in game shape. You got away with it last year because nobody was in game shape last year in the first couple weeks. Like, you did not see much for motions that you would normally see. Um, you know, there were a couple of plays where it could have been open where the receiver trips and falls. Um, you know, that's there was a little bit of bad luck there, but most of it comes from the fact that you do you are not in game shape. Like this, the entire football team. From the quarterback to the long snapper was not in game shape. And that is an organizational problem. And you could see that from the first drive. Some of these plays where it was there was it was open for somebody to make a play and they just didn't. Like that's an issue. Right. In college, I have a lot more of a um tolerance for players not making plays because they're kids in the pros you're making money if you can make a play make a play here's one third and two and bad throw kamara makes a great catch the linebacker's right there to make a tackle and he just stands there and lets kamara reach for a first down like what are you doing you you're gonna play you're just gonna watch get popcorn like you know and that's campbell uh you can't coach can't coach effort and that's what it was, right? <laughs> so, like, you know, Kenny Clark missed the sack and then just, like, pulled up. Like, dude, you're a leader on this defense. You better be right, right. busting your butt. And it was hot on the field. Again, you didn't play at all in the preseason. Okay. But you are making a lot of money. You better be hustling every single play. And Zadarius Smith just went on IR today. And you... Sometimes they did get some pressure on the quarterback, but how often did Jameis step up and he just run for a first down? Like, yes, the offense was bad. The defense was way worse, and they were the offense was not given an opportunity to get in any rhythm. And when you don't play in the preseason, you're not given an opportunity to get in a rhythm. That's a problem. That's right. a big problem. And yeah. Yes, Aaron Rodgers needs to do better. He needs to get first downs. He needs to maybe call audibles. I mean, I don't know. They move the ball at the end of the first half, and then they move the ball again uh, at the beginning of the second half. Turnovers obviously stopped it. Um, 
I just, you know, I I honestly think they're going to come out and score 50 on Monday night. Playing the Lions at home. Lions. Probably the worst secondary in the NFL. I do not see, like, the offensive line was an issue as well. Um, primarily the right side. But that's not an excuse for why you weren't able to run the ball at all. When you were, you just abandoned it, and you didn't even use it, uh, you know, to your advantage. Like the play action wasn't working, and it wasn't working because you couldn't run the ball. So they knew you had to pass. Of course, of course. So exactly. Marcus Davenport, like my goodness, what a game he had! He's a stud for the Saints, and <sighs> you know, Jameis Winston, he played as well as he needed to play. I was expecting at least one pick. Obviously, they had a pick that was overturned people are saying it should have been dpi on that play but man i don't know like if that's dpi that's a little bit weak obviously that was the zadarius smith roughing the passer uh call where smith is off his feet when winston releases the ball hits him in the chest and they call roughing the passer oh geez the league needs to figure that out um but that's not why they lost Right, it would have been the one good play that they made. They have some injuries on defense. There's their corners opposite Jerry Alexander, obviously are a mess. Um, their safeties need to do better. We expect a lot better from Savage and Amos. This is the third season they're playing together. You need to do better than you did. Uh, their pass rush needs to do better getting off. And honestly, they need to contain the quarterback. Like. My goodness, was it was like watching Kaepernick shred the Packers all over again, except there's Jameis Winston. I mean, come on. He, he's got a little bit of a scoot, but he's not he's not right. Kaepernick speed. Well, it was okay. just, It was a bad game all around. It felt like the Tampa Bay game last year where a couple bad things happen and you're just like, whatever, it's a lost game. You don't like to see it in your first game. If they come out and they don't blow out the Lions... I'm nervous for the rest of the season uh, until Bakhtiari gets back. So, But um, I have a feeling they're going to come out. They're going to blow this Lions team out. I still think they're going to give up 30, but they're just going to score. Bro, you need a buzzer. You need a buzzer. You need, we need to do like a two-minute right? thing. Go ahead. Give seven seven-minute takes. I'm uh, passionate about this because some of the stuff I've seen has been trash. Bad. It's bad. I'm sorry. I have to disagree with you, man, because I think that there is some correlation between the outside noise that happened preseason plus the missing of OTAs. How can how can we negate that when we see then this team can't even score a touchdown? We're talking the team that made it to the NFC Championship last year. Can't even score a touchdown. And we're, and we're not saying just a random team that makes it to the NFC Championship. We're talking about a probably the best receiver to quarterback combo duo in the NFL today. Not even score a touchdown. Yeah. I think there is some correlation between the lack of leadership mm-hmm. off the field going into the season plus the missing of OTAs with just the camaraderie. Team chemistry probably went down from 100% to probably 75% going into this season as opposed to last year. This team coming off of last season, obviously that stung losing against the Bucks. That stings. That PI should have been called. That's a that's that's 
that's crap. That is. But they probably still had high hopes coming into the season. Like, all right, mm-hmm. shoot. Hey, well, we're coming back, and, and we got the Bucks if they're going to be there. But then all that outside noise starts happening. Aaron Rodgers, this Aaron Rodgers, which, which I already sta- stated. <laughs> Not really Rodgers' fault. Adam Scheffner really stirred that pot. But then Aaron Rodgers' press conference where he didn't hold back. That knock of team chemistry. Maybe some of the players do like the GM. Then not being there for OTAs. Obviously, you know, you were well, well more, you know, in depth, you know, inside the bottle when it comes to Packers football. But for me, looking on the outside in, I kind of feel like there is some correlation there, strong correlation. The only reason that I don't think it's as big a deal as you do is because this is his fourth season with these receivers. This isn't like there's rookie receivers in their plan or first year players. Like he's played with these same receivers and tight ends. For four years. What about the, like, the O line? The O line has some holes because Bakhtiari isn't at left right. tackle because he's on the pup list. So you took right. one of your best guards, move him to left tackle, your right side, and then you have a new right tackle, new center. Obviously, there's probably some miscommunications there and maybe a little bit of a lack of talent. Um, that definitely had something to do with it because how this offense has, you know, why they have been so good the past yeah. few years is because they've run the ball so well that they can get to play action. Right. And that did not happen against this Saints team who has a really good defensive line and they shut that run down. So you shut that run down, you have defensive ends that have outside contain and they know they see that quarterback with the ball, they're just going after him because Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the mobility that he had. Six, seven years ago. I mean, he's not going to escape Davenport. So when you run a bootleg and you have somebody who's going to be wide open, but then Rodgers can't, is, there's no way he's going to be able to throw that ball because there's a guy right in his face because he's yeah. not going to bite on that play action. That's Exactly. That's why so, I don't think that the noise and the OT, missing OTAs is as big of a deal. But I do think that the conditioning for sure is a huge deal. And I think that um, for sure how vanilla that offense was was a little bit of a big deal. And I think you're that vanilla because you weren't playing in the preseason games. That's possible. Yeah, so I looked it up. So Chris Gizzy Gizzy, uh, is, I think, the the strength and conditioning coach. And he was appointed in 2019, obviously, from LaFleur. And uh, I want to know if, just like you said, the, the 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 conditioning the the lack of effort um because obviously once you get fatigued your effort decreases too uh unless if you were obviously extremely conditioned to push through that fatigue and is to mm-hmm. keep your effort high so if you're stating because obviously you watched the game um so that was just my take um i most definitely loved your take because yeah you did watch the game um and you're stating that it just seemed like that effort was missing that that on the defensive that side that sure. That's conditioning, then absolutely. That is conditioning. Um, and I'll be honest, our conditioning test that we had to do in Denver was like extremely easy. Um, we just had to do like twelve cross fields, and every single time you had to like beat the time, but it was like super easy. Um, I want I want to know what what the what the Packers are doing. I want to know if last year no, because last year you guys made the NFC championship. Like, what's going on? Because man? that's the, the first, thing. This is their back to back NFC championship appearances, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once again, <laughs> it's one game. We talked about how it was a tough team, right? right? 
that if they were going to lose, I wasn't going to panic. Right. This type of loss, obviously, would promote a lot of panic. It's week one. Yeah. It was 100 degrees on the field at game time. You played a really good team that had a lot to prove because there was a lot of negativity around the Saints going into the season surrounding your quarterback change, surrounding their wide receiver core, surrounding is Sean Payton as good of a coach? Like, now's the time to prove it, right? Like, there was a lot going around this, right? So, (laughs) and Jameis played a flawless game. I mean, he made one mistake that got called back, and that was it. So, you have Alvin Kamara just out there just, you know, basically 10 yards of crack every time he ran the ball. Um. It was just total team loss. Total team loss. So the Saints just dominated the line of scrimmage. It was on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. Yeah. That is what happened. And yeah. once again, you know, yes, a little bit does have to be put on Aaron Rodgers. Does it all have to be? Oh, Aaron well, Rodgers. No. Aaron Rodgers is, you know, throwing <laughs> a game. I know you're being facetious about that. Sarcastic <laughs> for people who don't know. I like facetious better. But um like People were literally saying that and being serious about it. And it's like, come on. How do you watch this game and blame the quarterback when the defense can't even stop a fourth and seven? Kevin King, huh? That The fourth and seven wasn't King's fault. You had a middle linebacker able to make a play, and he got blocked while Jair Alexander is getting off an offensive lineman and almost stopping him short. Like, if I'm... If I'm uh, Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, I'm not playing Kevin King. I'm not playing Kevondre Campbell. I'm not playing, uh, you know, a, this is Kevin, a lot of people. Like This is Kevin King's first game since Shannon his last Sullivan. game that he played that he played terribly in. Uh, yeah. Not terribly, but he just had three crucial mistakes, obviously, and, in the NFC Championship game. So this is his first appearance since then, and... And you're declining. This is a very simple decision. If I'm the if a defensive coordinator, I, mean, I don't care how much we're paying him. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin King, Campbell, and Shannon Sullivan should honestly not be on the field. I oh, dog. It was wow. dude. Those three players were so. Every single time there was a big play, those three players had responsibility. It was ridiculous. I know. I saw um, on Twitter they were ripping him a new one, Kevin King, on Twitter, and I'm not in favor of that. We've we've shared that plenty of times here on on. On our show, it's okay to be a fan. It's okay to be a little upset. Yeah, it's fine. But don't take personal don't, jabs at folks. Yeah, it's don't a, tweet at people. Like, they're obviously <laughs> upset. They don't want to play like trash. They don't want to play like garbage. Right, right. They just are. And we don't know, what, we don't know what's going on in his life. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, you are getting paid for a service. And if you are not providing that service, you will be excluded <laughs> or pushed to the side, removed. Um one thing I'll say about this yeah. upcoming Lions game, the Lions played hard. They were down 41 to 10 and they came back. Like they did not give up. They didn't give up another point. They had a chance to tie that game. Was that golf up there, right? Yeah. If they like the the Lions are going to have a lot of effort. So if the Packers play with the same level of effort, I am going to be very worried for this entire season. And then I'm going to panic. I'm going to panic because there's a problem in the locker room. And I don't know who the problem is, but there's an issue. I'm telling you, man, to me, 
It's like when you play the games, right? I'm playing 2K right now. I'm doing my player. So I have to focus on, obviously, my team chemistry, meaning you have to go to practice. So you have to click on the button and go to practice and practice. If you skip the practices, your team chemistry will keep declining. Obviously, that's a video game. My point here is, with what we stated, with what I stated preseason, that prior to even preseason games, are we seeing a decline in the team camaraderie, team chemistry? locker room it's only been one week yeah let's not let's not you know you know let's not obviously just say that this is going to be the Packers team for the rest of the season it is only one week and let's be honest the Saints Saints is a darn good football club always have been um but I think a lot of the answers I think there's gonna be a lot of a lot of questions answered this upcoming week this upcoming game excuse me and you know the year the Packers won the Super Bowl they were below 500 after um, seven weeks, eight weeks. Oh, geez. And then they went on a run, right? They were only right. nine, seven right. going into the playoffs. Um, they were the sixth seed in a wild card, and they just went on a tear. Even if they lose this Lions game, and let's say they do, maybe that's a wake up call for the entire team. But one thing, like you brought up, the uh, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the fact that Devonte Adams had agreed to a contract. The Aaron Rodgers stuff happens. Adams is like, no, I'm not going to sign that. Now he's on the last year of his contract. They were going to make him the highest paid receiver. And he's like, nah, I'm good. Oh, he said no. That's all. That's the organization. So, you know, that's that's not Rodgers creating an environment. Like, that's the front office creating the environment. And now now you see, yeah. And this was before that – Forgot about Adams that turning big that down. press conference too, and that makes me wonder about Aaron Jones too with his contract. Does Aaron Jones know, like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna be the only one here. Maybe I. There's that could be an effort issue. Like Zadarius mm-hmm. Smith knows, this is my last year on this contract. Are the Packers right. gonna bring me back? Maybe not. Maybe I won't just go for broke and, you know, ruin my body, put my body in. Uh, harm's way it didn't look like that in the first game right smith was hurt and he still he was in a lot um he obviously had that play like there there were times i really want to see Rashawn gary getting a lot of playing time i want to see him take okay. this and make take the next step because he's looked like he can but it's going to be an issue that area smith not out there and the front office created what we have for a uh, an environment more than the quarterback did, and as much as Matt Lafleur, yeah. I like him as a as a coach and an offensive coordinator. I think he's a really good coach. I loved yes. when they went for it um, on that fourth down. They had him wide open, but he tripped coming out of a break. Oh, jeez! Um, you know, I like how aggressive he is, and I like that he's changing with the times. Um, it's just we'll see we'll see what happens and I I'm not panicked yet but again if the effort level is not increased in this game right being a home game on a Monday night against a bad Lions team and it is a bad Lions team yeah you guys will win I may not be panicked but I'm I'm gonna be a little bit my eyebrows are gonna be raised and I'm gonna be watching a, a lot more closely you guys so. will win I think uh 
think you had a really good take there because this is going to pair with what you stated uh, a couple episodes back, maybe in the last episode, where it's, you know, you're talking about these players who are on the last year of their contract. Well, these players know because obviously Aaron Rodgers stated in this press conference that he still has a bad taste in his mouth about how some of the players were let go, just the fashion that they were let go. Um, obviously, these players who are on their last year of their contract Am I next? Am I going to be walked out the same way they were walked out? Oh, well, this, screw this organization. I'm not going to give them my heart, my love, my my blood, sweat, and tears. If if they did it to him, this player who balled out way more than I did, then they don't give two craps about me. That's a possibility, man. That most definitely is a possibility. I think, granted, they'll be hurting their own stock of getting picked up by another team, but unless if the other 31 teams know that it's just from top to bottom, that organization's trash, that being the Packers right now, uh, the camaraderie. So that's that's a good point, actually. And so to is. end, I don't think it's it's not all Rodgers. That's the thing. It's not. I think you made a really good point of, of, of stating that it is the organization with Adam saying, mm, highest paid receiver, yeah, I want to be that, but not with you guys. <laughs> That that's so. when that happened. That put up the red flags for me. That right. uh, there's a bigger issue here. Agreed. So, Agreed. with that said, uh, Packers are favored by ten. I think. Um, you guys you think win, they cover? Sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 Come on. They. Um, you think they win by more than ten? I do actually. I think. I think. I give you guys two scores for for obvious reasons. Got something to prove that we are still the reigning NFC, not champs, of course. I I, I kept saying champs, I think, but made it to the championship. Uh, I mean, they were the number one seed going into the playoffs. Number one year. seed, excuse me. Thank you. Um, so obviously they know that they they have to obviously got to answer that belt to make it known that they're still the same team. Um, and two, it's a home game. Come on, it's a home game. It's the opening game, opening home game, right of the season. So you guys are gonna two scores for sure. Come on, it's unlikely. Yeah, I think I've already. Said, but I think they're going to win by a score of like you know fifty to thirty. <laughs> you know, Jeez. I think it, I seriously think they're going to put up fifty points. Um, no, no, not even that. I, I know that's possible, but you think that they're going to let thirty points? Yeah, I think oh, this defense wow. is very bad, and I don't think that Joe wow. Barry knows what he's doing. And I think wow. that he's shown that at his other stops. I was very skeptical. I've, I'm not even going to say skeptical. I was very irritated by the hire to begin with. So I have no faith after week one, that uh, this defense is going to be any good. And um, I Has mean, Rodgers we'll ever lost that bad? Has he ever lost that bad, Rodgers? I don't think so, right? Ever. As of the start. I don't believe so. I believe that was the worst loss since he took the team over. Yeah, I think, I think I did see that. So, hey, it happens to every quarterback. It most definitely does. It happens to every player. Well, that's just his time and – now it's it's done with, and now you can move on. <laughs> and like I've said before, there's not a better quarterback in NFL history than a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers. And him hearing people questioning his desire is going to piss him off. So we'll see. It, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to tune in for sure to that one. Yeah. it's, it's <laughs> I'm on Eastern time zone now, so I'm going to be staying up late. But whatever, mm. it's going to be worth it. Oh, so, it's Monday night. That's right. Ooh, it's <laughs> late for you. It Oof. is. So let's, time let's wrap this up. So absolutely, uh, thank you for tapping into one. some Untapped Keg Sports, part of the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by Bet Online.
please bet responsibly. If you think that, even if you think you might have an issue, that means that you do. And contact Gamblers mm-hmm. Anonymous. Contact please. us. We can help you out. Um, you know, take it seriously because it's a serious topic. And, Absolutely. you know, you can find me at It's Trickster, I-T-Z. The I is a one in Trickster. Um, find us at Untap Keg everywhere. Where can they find you, Mons? Yeah, 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 guys. Also, yeah, don't forget about Balance 7 as well. Um, great product. Uh, pH balancing. Check it out. I promise you, check it out. Uh, but you guys can find me at MonteBall28 on Twitter. Uh, MonteBall on Instagram. Obviously, our Untapped Cake pages as well. Shoot us topics, questions, all of the above. Got some guests coming down the pipeline. It's going to be exciting right here in the heart of the heart of the football season. So it's going to be good. I thought this was a darn good episode right here. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. That was that was good. Yeah, that was good. Hope I, you guys. Hopefully, like you guys it. enjoyed it. You know what? Shoot <laughs> us shoot us some messages if you want us to talk about certain topics. Uh, want to know our thoughts about other things? We're pretty much going to focus on these three subjects for the football season. But if there's something else that's out there, we might cover that as well. Uh, Brewers combining for the no hitter, the second no hitter in franchise history. It's huge. Oh, they're just they're still on a, They're on a roll. They're on a roll. I don't know Rolling. what it is about them not being able to beat bad AL teams, but uh, that's okay. So, once again, I'm RJ Zimmerman. That's Monte Ball. We are Untapped Keg Sports. Please leave us a review and subscribe. And let's have a good weekend, everybody. Indeed. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.